Good afternoon, evening, morning, whatever you're watching or listening to this. My name is Vinny Apicella, and this is the Sportswire, the most electrifying podcast in all of internet, radio, or television today. I am Vinny Apicella, like I said, and we are here. Today is Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020. I know I wanted to do an episode on Monday, but I just didn't get a chance to, unfortunately. Uh, but the fact is... Actually, I was supposed to have an interview with somebody. Uh, it was supposed to be more of a political episode on Monday. It didn't go through, uh, so unfortunately I didn't get a chance to record. But I'm recording today. That interview is going to take place tomorrow, so I'll probably, re I'll probably release it on Friday. Either way, today is going to be sports-centered, or wrestling-centered, but I am going to touch on some sports as well. Uh, the fact is that we're in a very bad time in our nation's history, Uh so much going on at once with uh, coronavirus shutting down the majority of everything. Um, and then we still have the presidential election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, uh, as well as uh, the Black Lives Matters uh, riots and the Antifa uh, riots as well. Uh, a lot of stuff. The, here's where it comes into sports. Okay. You have the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball all... Uh, kneeling for the national anthem, uh, wearing names of uh, Black Lives Matter people slain uh, on their helmets, regardless of whether they were good people or not. Now, I'm not going to say that everybody's a bad person, or, you know, I, I do agree that people do make mistakes and people are generally good people. But here's the deal, okay? Drew Brees, okay? Quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Great guy that I've that I've followed his career for a while. He's been great. Earlier this year, he came out with, uh, during the summer, I want to say maybe in June or so, he came out with a comment saying that he refused to kneel for the national anthem and that he would stand. And kneeling was, you know, it, it, it was disrespectful to the country, which is. Uh, and then the social justice warriors, the people out there who... Um, just absolutely desecrate our flag you know the like colin kaepernick they they kneel for the national anthem they 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 say they want to fight for social justice and this that the other thing and, and you know they they call, talk about systemic racism and all this other garbage that was created uh and they got to him and they forced him basically you know like his teammates and everything they forced him to retract and apologize and now he's wearing the name of Jacob Blake on his helmet. Jacob Blake, who last week was shot in the back seven times by a Kenosha, Wisconsin, I believe it was not Wisconsin, a Kenosha uh, uh, a police officer. But here's the thing. Do you know why he was shot? Because he was being arrested for a warrant under his name for sexual assault, sexually assaulting and raping a 15-year-old girl, okay? He, there was a protective order against him from his girlfriend and his kids that were in the car that he was trying to get into after the cop told him not to get into it, and he was going for a knife that was in the car, the vehicle, okay? So, there we go. Resisting arrest. Now, I'm not saying that people who are criminals should be shot, but when a cop says freeze, I mean, you know, stereotypically, but when a cop says, stay where you are, 
put your hands up, put your hands on top of your head, whatever. Do not go into the car. You listen. You listen. End of discussion. Okay? I know that there are plenty of, plenty of African-American parents now that uh, teach their kids to be afraid of cops, and that's the worst thing in the world to do. Okay? If, if you follow the rules, follow the orders from the cops, and I'm not saying it because cops are above the law or cops sh should, uh, you know, be uh, heralded as heroes or should, or they should be heralded as heroes. I'm not saying that cops should be put on a pedestal like God. Okay? That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is, is that if you're committing a crime or you've committed a crime and there's a warrant for your arrest, I get it. Nobody wants to go to prison. But you have to be held accountable for what you've done. End of discussion. So, if you're caught, you listen to the cops. A, you won't get shot. And B, you may have to go to prison, but you deserve to go to prison. So, would you, so, so here's what you have to think about. Would you rather go to prison or would you rather be dead or paralyzed for life? Because Jacob Blake is paralyzed now. And you know what? Because of that, because of this whole fiasco, the idiots over in that city dropped the charges against him. Okay? He was in his bed handcuffed because every prisoner, everybody who's arrested and going to the hospital is handcuffed to the bed. And the social justice warriors, the millennials, the liberals, the Black Lives Matter people, they said, oh, well, you better take his, you know, it's not right to have him handcuffed. He was a prisoner. Yes, he should have been handcuffed to the bed. He should have been uh arrested because that's what it was how do you think his victim feels seeing that the majority of nfl players are putting his name on their helmet to honor this man who's less than a man because he took his uh he took his he he had his way with a 15 year old girl okay forcefully he raped her a rapist okay and, and he's being honored. The same thing with George Floyd. Okay? At the time of his death, he had a toxic amount, a fatal amount of fentanyl in his system. And he that's why he couldn't breathe. Now, should Chauvin have put his, his knee on his neck? No, absolutely not. But that wasn't the reason why he died. Okay? It had nothing to do with race. So this whole thing, for the past four months, has been built on a lie. Um, craziness, crazy. You want to, you want to, uh, protest for Breonna Taylor? Okay, that was a sad situation. Yes, she should never have died. But unfortunately, when cops have intel, whether it's bad or not, and even though it was a no-knock warrant, they still knocked. It was the middle of the night. They did what they had to do. Unfortunately, she got caught in the crossfire. It, and, and her boyfriend shot first. Think about it. Her boyfriend shot first, so the police were returning fire. Now, granted, if you think somebody's coming into your home, I get it. You're going to shoot, which is why he was, uh, you know, uh, the charges were dropped against him because of the 911 call. I get that. It's sad. Should the cops be held accountable? Yes. Should they be arrested and fired? No. They should be put on administrative leave, unpaid, and until they get to the bottom of whatever happened and how that intel went wrong. I get it. But no crime was committed. So no, they should not be going to jail for murder. Okay? It was an unfortunate situation. But you want to protest her? Fine. Put her name. Say her name. I get it. 
Ahmad Arbery or whatever his name, Arbery, whatever. Yes, again, that killing was out of cold blood and it was a racist act. I get it. But those were only two, okay? So, we know that the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, the majority of those players, okay, are either A, buckling to the pressure and uh, of social justice warriors, or they're just idiots, okay? So here's what I propose, okay? You want to really make a change, instead of boycotting Game 5 of the NBA playoffs, which you're still going to play and get paid for anyways, okay? Instead of boycotting Week 1 of the NFL because you're idiots, okay, which that NFL is clearly and quickly losing fans. But you want to do something about it, all you players out there? Take 90% of your contract salary, okay? 90%. Because you could live on the other 10%, okay? So take 90% of it and give it to the inner city school so that they could pay for teachers, so they could pay teachers more. So they could actually work on the inner city children, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, anybody who lives in the inner city, okay? And I'm not just saying black, it's everybody, okay? Because every child has the same opportunities in this world, and they also have the same pressures in this world, okay? It takes a strong parent, okay, a strong parental bond to have children not join into gangs, not be prisoners or uh, criminals, okay? You see a home where the father's in prison, the mother has a lot of children, you know, three or four or five children, okay? Or she's out turning tricks or she's out whatever, or she's a drug addict trying to make ends meet. I get it. The system is broken. But to say that the system is racist is stupid. It could happen to anybody, okay? Every child, when you're born, has the same amount of opportunity. It all depends on if your parents get you there or take advantage of the opportunities or work hard enough to get those opportunities. It doesn't, it doesn't just mean that something's going to be handed to you, okay? Because it shouldn't be handed to you. You have to work for it. That's the point. Okay, you work for it. All right. So, anyways, that's my point. The inner city schools, okay, that obviously have lower, pay, lower paid teachers that can't get good teachers because they're being paid lower, okay, than, than what's, what's able to make you survive, okay? If, you, if the NBA, the NFL, and the MLB all take 90% of their contract salaries and donated to a an inner city school they can get better teachers they can get teachers better paid therefore kids may not slip through the cracks that's the problem how about we get these parents involved okay so the point you know get the fathers out of prison for for selling drugs or for you know smoking weed or whatever or, or having marijuana on them. Get the get those people out of prison, okay? Because they need to be with their families. But here's the problem, okay? And, and this is turning into a rant today, I can already see. There's no morals. Children, and ma male children, men, boys, okay, are not raised with morals anymore. When I was in prison, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, when I was in prison, 
okay? You go, you know, I had one, one cellmate of mine who, who actually bragged about having eight kids with nine, uh, eight, I'm sorry, nine children with eight different mothers. Eight different mothers. Did your parents not teach you to wear a condom? And how about the woman? How about, did she, you know, uh, uh, suggest or, or say, you know, I don't want to have a kid? Or, you know, whatever. It's like, how could you be proud of that? Number one, you could never make enough money in your lifetime to give to eight, to give to eight women for child support. Because obviously you're not going to be in everyone's lives, especially if you're in prison, which is hard enough as it is. But now you lay that burden on the woman. And not every woman gets, you know, gets remarried or gets to be in a relationship where the, the, the guy actually wants to take care of somebody else's children. It takes a special man to actually want to be a stepfather to a children that actually loves, you know, and that's a whole different story. But the fact is, boys have to be raised with morals and, 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 and values, okay? And that's what it boils down to, okay? We have a lot. Look at the NFL. How many of those NFL players have been convicted of domestic abuse or at least, you know, accused of domestic abuse, arrested of it? And I get it. You know, you're innocent until proven guilty. But the fact is, how many players are arrested for domestic abuse? Every year. It's almost like a prerequisite to play in the NFL. Uh, and it's sad. You get on a guy like Tim Tebow, who actually had morals, who was a Christian, who actually prayed to God on the field. He knelt down to pray to God. Okay, and, you, and people ridiculed him. But then you got an idiot like Colin Kaepernick who kneels for the national anthem. And now it's sweeping the nation where every sports player wants to do that. And I get it. We all want change. We all want the society to change. But it starts with doing something. I don't have millions of dollars. If I did, I would be doing much more in the community. But you know who does have millions of dollars? LeBron James. Okay, the idiot that wanted to boycott and, and cancel the NBA season for this idiot, Jacob Blake. Okay? So, and I get it. He does a lot for Cleveland. I'm not denying that. And I'm not going to discredit that. But you know what? How much money is he making? $400 million over three years or four years or something? I don't even know what his contract is, so I'm just throwing a number out. Why can't you live on $1 million a year? I get it, taxes or whatever. You got to figure that out. All right, so why can't you live on $3 million a year and take the rest of that money and put it into L.A. so that the school kids can be taught by good teachers, or teachers will feel motivated to be at work. I just saw a, a Twitter post that there was a teacher in, I want to say L.A., uh, California, somewhere, 26 years old, and made uh, an OnlyFans account, an OnlyFans account, in order to get extra money. Now, I don't, you know, whatever. OnlyFans is for, you know, amateur porn stars, basically. You know, that, that want extra money. There's so many women who are selling their bodies virtually nowadays. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that whether that's right or wrong or not. I have personal beliefs. I, everybody has personal beliefs. That's not where I'm getting at. But if the school system actually paid a decent wage, especially in California where the cost of living is outrageous, they wouldn't have to do it. And she got fired from her job because of it. 
Now, granted, there I'm sure there you could have done Uber Eats or Grubhub or Postmates or DoorDash, whatever. I get it, but she this is what she chose. And hey, you know what? If you have a good body, you know that's that you want to flaunt it. And again, that's your personal preference. I'm not here to not, I'm not here to debate that. But again, maybe that doesn't make as much money as OnlyFans. I don't know. I've never seen the thing. <laughs> All right. I've been uh, ranting for 15 minutes now. Um, okay. So, let's get on to a little bit of wrestling, at least. I did not watch NXT last night. Um, so, I'll watch it tonight uh, when it comes on to the WWE Network. Uh, but I did, however, I did watch Impact from last night. Okay, I watched it uh, just this morning. Um, I DVR'd it. I did not DVR NXT. For some reason, I keep forgetting to DVR NXT. Uh, but Impact, uh, we have a new world, uh, Impact World Champion. It is uh, Eric Young, EY, came back. It's the anniversary. Uh, and he beat Eddie Edwards last night uh, using his hockey mask uh, as a weapon um, to beat Eddie Edwards. Great match, you know. I like where I like some of the stuff in Impact. I really do. I like Deanna Prazo as the knockout champion. Uh, uh, Tennille Dashwood made her return last night, former Emma in WWE, um, during Deanna Prazo's black tie affair, her celebration of winning the knockout, winning the uh, 30 minute Iron Woman match from the week prior, uh, with Jordan Grace and uh keeping the knockout championship it was great until now i have not had not had too much of a problem with wrestle house uh what they were doing there i didn't like the idea of not having commentary but i get it because it's you know it's out of the field um but see here's here's another problem at the end of their wrestle house feature they they all went in with you know with their hands like hey or whatever and they disappeared from the ring you know what I mean? And then during the black tie affair for Deanna Prazo, uh, they all reappeared in the ring. Like, just come on now. You know, that's some stupid crap. You know, like Broken Matt Hardy was doing. You know, that's not realistic. Uh, you know, and Kylie Ray had the title, so that'll be the next challenger for the Knockouts Championship. But, again, stupidity. That part, at least, of Impact. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Monday Night Raw. Uh, first of all, well, before that, we had a pay-per-view this past uh, Sunday again. We had WWE Payback, which two and a half hours long. It's compact. It was tight. Great matches. I, I fully enjoyed it. Uh, the ending match was a triple threat match for the triple threat. No disqualification match, obviously. Uh, for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. I loved the story, and we'll, we'll put up the SmackDown logo while I'm talking about this. I loved the story from Friday night that Adam Pearce had to get all of the uh, signatures for that title, uh, for the title match. <laughs> he went to the Firefly Funhouse first. And again, it's a stupid concept. You know, it's a kid's show, like Blue's Clues. You know, he knocks on the door and all of a sudden he's in a postal outfit. Um, which I think Vince gave him, you know, so it wasn't like he just morphed into one. Uh, Vince gave him that postal outfit um, to wear to get in the Firefly Funhouse, and he got that signature. Then he got Braun Strowman's, who, <laughs> in order to get his attention, Drew Gulak 
hit him with the with the chair and then ran. You know, it's like, come on now. But then Braun Strowman just killed Drew Gulak. Just killed him. Um, and then you had uh, Roman Reigns who showed, you know, who Adam Pearce actually got into Reigns' locker room, you know, gave him the contract, and guess who was sitting right next to Roman Reigns? Paul Heyman. And Heyman, he didn't sign the contract right then. You know, he didn't sign the contract even the, the majority of the way through the pay-per-view. Uh, Bray Wyatt gave Braun Strowman a superplex from the top rope. The ring broke, uh, you know, collapsed in on itself. And then Roman Reigns comes out, signs the contract, goes in, hits uh, Bray Wyatt with a Superman punch to knock him out of the ring, hits Braun Strowman with a spear. One, two, three. New Universal Champion Roman Reigns. The big dog is back on top in his yard. Uh, tag Women's Tag Team Championship match. You had uh, Sasha and Bailey, which... Okay, so let me just... Say the match first. It was Sasha Bailey defending against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax are a Raw tag team. And so why they had Michael Cole and Corey Graves do the commentary for that match, I don't know. But either way, it was a great match. I like seeing Nia and Shayna as a tag team. Shayna's doing Shayna's great. I mean she's she's not she's just awesome. And I like Nia just, you know, celebrating when she didn't do much in the match. So that they're going to have a good good chemistry, good uh, good dynamic in that. Uh, fantastic match, absolutely. Uh, let's see, you also had King Corbin against Matt Riddle. Again, it was a, a SmackDown match. Corbin, uh, Riddle came out on top of that one. It was a good match overall. I, I really liked the pay-per-view in general. It was It was fantastic. Keith Lee versus Randy Orton, another Monday Night Raw match. Keith Lee beat Randy Orton clean in the ring with his spirit bomb finisher. One, two, three. I it can't get any better than that. For you know, yes, here's here's why his, uh, his song changed. I didn't realize this until I looked it up. CFO, who took over basically for Jim Johnston when Johnston was released, and actually prior to that, Johnston was working with CFO, the group. Uh, apparently, whoever publishes their music, uh, WWE had tried to buy them out and take them in-house. It didn't work. The talks failed or whatever, which I'm kind of shocked at. Uh, but you, but uh, CFO, their, their publishing group, kind of put their foot down so they couldn't work with the WWE anymore. So because Keith Lee's song was you know, made by CFO, WWE is trying to move away from the CFO music so that they don't have to pay rights fees anymore. So that's why the new music, as far as the new outfit, you know, on Raw, did it look like he had really baggy shorts on, it almost looked like a skirt, but at Payback, it, uh, he actually had a decent, you know, he had his regular shorts on and a t-shirt, which, okay, whatever, I'm not on that yeah I mean I'm not you know gonna complain about that at least he won the match clean you know for people saying oh well he's being ruined just chill you know last night or this past Monday on Monday Night Raw uh, Keith Lee uh, was in a triple threat match after beating the hell out of Dolph Ziggler uh, Keith Lee fought against Randy Orton who had earlier in the night 
uh, defeated, who the heck did uh, Orton defeat? You know what? I can't remember. <laughs> I, I, I honestly cannot remember who Orton defeated earlier in the night uh, for the opportunity to get to the triple threat match. I know Seth Rollins defeated Dominic Mysterio. Uh, but for the life of me, I can't figure out who Randy Orton fought. Because it was so quick. It was literally a, uh, an RKO and a 1-2-3. That's how, that's how he won the match. Uh, and then the main event was uh, Randy Orton against Keith Lee against Seth Rollins. Uh, the ending, people were crapping on the ending. They really were. They, they were saying how the, the ending buried Keith Lee and, and stuff. And it was a very bad ending. But you know what? I didn't care. You know, it looked good to me. Randy Orton hit Keith Lee with the RKO, and Keith Lee rolled out of the ring, and then he ended, and then, uh, and then, wait a minute, setting it up, Keith Lee hit Seth Rollins with a spirit bomb. As soon as he got up from that, Randy Orton hit Keith Lee with the RKO. Randy, uh, Keith Lee rolls out of the ring, Randy Orton goes for the pin, one, two, three. Simple booking. That's great. It gets... It, it kind of saves Keith Lee, you know, it, it kind of puts over the RKO, but it puts over the spirit bomb to the point where, well, hell, you know, it, it, it beat me, it can beat somebody else. So, I mean, it works out. It really does. All right. Um, AEW is on tonight. They uh, go on tonight. They, there's going to be... Uh, well, hell, I don't even know what's going to be on AEW tonight. Because I didn't pay attention. No, not because I didn't pay attention. I don't know what's going to be on AEW tonight. So, pay attention to it. Watch it. You know, watch AEW tonight. Um, Dynamite. Going into All Out for this week. Oh, big, the, the, the one the thing that's advertised is uh, John Moxley is facing MJF's attorney. Uh, because that was page 17 of the contract he signed last week. Uh, good story. Really good story. However, moving on to something uh, a little different and something a little, uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's stupid, but PAPW, Paradise Alley Professional Wrestling, okay? It's a school and a small indie promotion in East Haven, Connecticut. Uh, Richard Holiday from MLW came out of there, or at least worked with them. Uh, it's run by Paul Roma and uh, Mario Mancini. Paul Roma obviously is a WWE and WCW legend, former Four Horsemen member, former member of the team Power and Glory with Hercules. Uh, and you know what? Maybe I should tweet Conrad Thompson. Anyways, uh, and Mario Mancini is a former, you know, enhancement talent for the WWE back in, you know, the 70s and 80s. They run Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling in East Haven, Connecticut. Earlier this week, um, they were... Hit with a cease and desist letter from the town of East Haven, saying that they that professional wrestling, that wrestling in general, was grouped in with adult entertainment, as in adult movie theaters, adult bookshops, adult you know strip clubs, porn stores, and the like, and so they wanted to close it down. There is a uh, there there is a uh, petition on Change.org. Uh, uh, put together by 
uh, Mario's daughter, Jess, Jess Inzatari. I'm going to try to get one of them on the show for the uh, next week trying to talk about it. I know, I know uh, Mario Mancini is talking with the, ma the mayor, Joe Cataforo. Uh, uh, Cap yeah, Cataforo uh, today. Um, so hopefully it comes out good and it'll all be taken care of. But the guy's a Democrat, so he's an idiot. Uh, we know that already. Uh, but, you know, how could you lump wrestling in with adult entertainment? Uh, I have, I did contact and tweet and tag in the tweet, uh, Stephen P. New, um, you know, Jim Cornette's uh, lawyer extraordinaire, the consigliere of the cult of Cornette. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, definitely look on change.org about PAPW, Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling, sign the petition to get that overturned because it's ridiculous it really is anyways my name is Vinny Apicella thank you for watching you can go ahead and follow me on twitter at vapicellaswe follow the sportswire on twitter at sportswire audio this show today was brought to you by Jody's Cup of Health uh, all natural uh, products for health and wellness and you can visit their website jodycupofhealth.org uh, also Francesco Barone who, uh, Dr. Brone, who I had on the, here uh, last week, uh, you could go to his website, and his website, let me just double-check it for you, is, oh, I think I deleted the email. Uh, Barone, uh, Francesco Barone Guitar, I will have the link in, um, I will have the link in the notes down at the bottom, in the comment section. Go follow them, go give them uh, um, some business. Uh, Firefly Flow troop as well uh, i will provide all these links in the comment section uh, in the notes and description section of the show have a great day everybody please like i said go to change.org look up the papw petition paradise alley pro wrestling from east haven connecticut and uh sign it because wrestling is not pornography never will be you know maybe the attitude area at times but <laughs> whatever anyways thank you have a great week, everybody. Well, I'll be back here Friday with a great interview with Daniela Vita um, here on the Sportswire. Enjoy your day, everybody.